the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be as when a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, and to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them, and they five more talents. The same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, hand it over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. One of the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you? that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I did not scatter. And you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to the one with ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. For this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Yes, I know this when you thought it was safe to come back to church. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings today inhabit the darkness that we often hear about this time of New Year in our lectionary. This is meant to move us out of that place that the prophet Zephaniah is talking about when he was addressing the people of Jerusalem and Judah in sometime in the seventh century before Christ. The time in which everyone had gotten very complacent and people were not being observant of the traditions of their ancestors. And Zephaniah is hearing this 
As we as a parish continue to move into the program that has begun the Bible and Friday, one of the things we hear about on a regular basis is to avoid the temptation, which is huge for me, to make people satisfied. Avoid the temptation to make people satisfied. We're a people pleaser, a natural people pleaser like me. That is really scary. Really scary. The suggestion comes from the notion that change and adaptation and in fact growth comes not out of complacency but out of a place of dissatisfaction. We do not make changes in our lives, do we, unless we are dissatisfied with the way things are. If we're satisfied, why change them? And you start to see dissatisfaction in you and in me and in the community as fuel for growth and change and adaptation is very important. Now, when it comes to today's gospel reading, there is kind of a surface interpretation, which is very natural because of where Matthew places the gospel, also how Matthew frames it, and also the readings alongside it today. And, and it is a reading, it seems, about the importance of investing what we have been given as gifts, spiritual gifts even, so that they multiply. What I want to submit to you today, I hope to your dissatisfaction, is that that's a good Western capitalist reading of the story. But it may not actually at all be its intention when Jesus first gave it. It's all a matter of perspective. As a matter of fact, the scholars are deeply dissatisfied with this parable and how to interpret it. It turns out that the early Christian historian Eusebius wrote about a gospel that we no longer have now called the Gospel of the Nazarene. It was written in Hebrew, and it may have been closer, in fact, to the source of Jesus' original teachings than even Matthew is. And in that story, the parable goes something like this. There was a king who planned to set out to another country, and so he left his property in the hands of his slaves to one he gave five talents. To the second, he gave two talents, and to the third, he gave one talent, each according to their ability. And then he left. 
The first slave took the five talents and spent it on dissolute living. He went to the brothels and he gambled away everything that he had. The second slave was shrewd and took the money and invested it with the bankers so as to get interest upon the king's return. The third slave took the talents, buried it in the ground, and kept watch. When the king returned, the second slave who had invested the money with the bank and got some interest back, he scolded him for his greed. And for bringing dishonor upon the king for taking away someone else's wealth. To the first slave who had been given the five talents, he railed at him and threw him in prison for wasting his money and bringing dishonor on his household in that way. To the third slave who had taken the talent and buried it in the ground and guarded it, he commended him. For safeguarding his honor, safeguarding his wealth, going about it quietly. Now, does that make you a little uncomfortable? No. Yes. Maybe. No. Well, interesting. It's a very different telling, isn't it? In the sense in which the commendable one is the one who is thrown into the outer darkness in Matthew's telling, right? And here's a riddle. Some of you will remember the teachings of Jesus we heard at All Saints. Do you remember what Jesus says? It's the attitudes, right? Blessed. Blessed are those who weep now. For they shall be comforted. Where is Jesus then in this parable? Maybe he's there in the outer darkness with the slave who's thrown out. Here's another little. Do you remember the parable about the kingdom? About the man who finds a treasure and it is so precious that he buries it in a field and then he buys that field. Do you remember that parable? Well, that's what the bad slave is doing in this field. In Jesus' world, the peasants would have seen as their hero the bad slave, the one who stood up to his master. Absolute landlords were everywhere and they were awful, and they treated their people badly. And the reason in this story that the man gives to his slaves his property is because they can go and make things with it and not bring dishonor on him, perhaps. They're laundering his money for the place. Isn't that interesting? So are you satisfied by the interpretation? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll leave you with a little bit of dissatisfaction and let that 
all around for you this week. Because that is part of the bowl of parables. They are not answers to life problems. They are meant to satisfy us and leave a little splinter somewhere, somewhere in our minds and hearts that cause dissatisfaction, that spur us into action, that wake us up. We are in the season, the end of the church here, where the darkness continues to grow. I don't have to tell you about that. You read the news. You see the signs. You know how quickly dusk falls this time of year. But it is our dissatisfaction with the way things are that help us to look to the horizon. Or over the horizon are the first glitters of the dawn of Advent. Christ is coming. I'll leave you today with Zephaniah. Zephaniah rails against Jerusalem and Judah of his day for being complacent. But his words are not unheeded. In fact, Zephaniah is the predicate for reformer King Uzziah, who brings people back to the life of the temple and back to the practices of their ancestors and rebuilds the sense of purpose for the people of Jerusalem in wider Judea. Dissatisfaction with the dark is what leads to the coming light. Take that with you this week and look for that light. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh-huh.